Hello, hello, and welcome to Business of Design, episode 265, Expect Delays. <laughs> oh, that's not very positive, is it? But it's okay. We're rolling with it. As long as we know what's happening out there, we can inform our clients and keep our businesses moving along as best as possible. That's the name of the game right now. We have a wonderful guest on the show today. Allison Andrew Harris. She is co-owner and director of designer and trade relations at CF Interiors. She is no stranger to the furniture game, she'll tell you. In 1979, her father opened the furniture store in Vancouver. And now, of course, she's got multiple locations. Allison worked there as a teenager. Now she oversees the design and trade division of the company. So we wanted to talk to her about, hey, what's happening in the industry? How can we get our orders fulfilled more quickly? What is the forecast for interior design professionals. I asked her if she thinks this golden age of design is going to last a while. So you'll hear that answer as well. As with every podcast, you're going to find information about our guest in the show notes. So you'll find Facebook and Instagram information for Allison. It's CF Interior Design. That's pretty easy to remember, but we don't want you writing things down if you're driving, of course. The conversation with Allison reminds me once again how reliant on my A-team I am. Not just an A-team of trades, electrician, plumber, etc., but an A-team of vendors and suppliers so my furniture gets ordered in a timely fashion, right? I also got an in-the-field reminder this week about how valuable my suppliers can be in terms of freeing up my time when I'm making selections. So a small example, uh, a big cottage we're doing and we decided we are going to add some floor stops and door stops throughout the whole cottage. So the doors aren't banging against the new furniture we're installing. Sounds simple enough, but rather than spend my time on some hardware website, which doesn't sound fun, or in person driving somewhere and making selections, I reached out to our main hardware supplier, sent him pictures of the cottage of the existing hardware, told him where we needed door stops versus floor stops. And he sent me back three options, including pricing, gorgeous pictures. It just made my job so easy in getting back to the client. And I didn't spend three hours pulling it together, right? So it's a win for the client, but it's also a win for me. A much bigger example, I found myself in a situation where I needed an art installation pretty quickly for a project in LA, very small project, just needed some styling, finishing items, and she has a huge empty blank wall and has always wanted to do an art gallery, which I love to do, but I have no time. So I have a couple of favorite art dealers. I reached out, I gave them an elevation of the wall, the vibe. They know what I like because I purchased from them before. I told them I want a big variety in terms of selections. Don't give me all one genre, all one look. I want to really go big here. And the result is a fully finished art wall in less than 30 days. So I'm super excited. They sent back pictures. They sent back the story of the artists. They sent back sizing, pricing, and I was able to design the wall and create a presentation for the client. And all she had to do was write a big fat check, which was wonderful and so fun, by the way. Oh my gosh. If I could just do that for a living, that would be kind of uber fun. 
You know, everything we do is made better when we can rely on a resource that curates the selection for us. I'm thinking of this great shop in Toronto, a lot of designers buy from, even though it's retail, because there's just so much inventory. And they had this amazing buyer for many years. Well, she's retired and there is clearly a new buyer and it's just not hitting the mark. So we went from a million dollars in sales at this company to, I don't know, a hundred thousand uh, in a couple of years time. And they're asking me why. And I have to tell them, you just aren't hitting my sweet spot anymore. The new buyer has gone in a different direction. Now that might be good for the store and they may love that, but it's not good for my clients. So it means I'm out there looking actively for new suppliers who can fill that gap. In any case, it's a good time to be reminded that delays are happening. We don't have control over those delays. We don't wanna be apologetic about it because it isn't our issue. All we can do is manage our clients' expectations and get those orders in as quickly as possible. I think it's a really good time to be an interior design professional. Let's hope it lasts for a long, long time. Before you get to meet Allison, let's hear from Cheryl Horn. Hello, you're back from the cottage. How did that feel? It was good. It was nice to get away for a few days. My kids just had March break in it. You know, it feels like things are getting back, you know, a little bit of normal They're back to school today. And I'm playing a little bit of catch up <laughs> after a couple of, of days off, but it was, it was a nice break, needed break. Right. And I find that the boundaries have kind of blurred for me between weekends and time that's off and work because work got so busy. I'm trying to reinforce and, and reestablish those boundaries again. You need that time to feel human. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've never really, I, I've always sort of worked on, on weekends with what I do. I don't have the same, I, I don't, you know, same as you, I don't communicate with clients and things like that over the, the weekend, but I set, uh, you know, boundaries for myself during the, uh, during the work week, when I, I stop when my kids get home from school on certain days, if they've got activities, that sort of thing. It was good to get away. I can tell just by looking at you. And now that you're back, what's going on at Business of Design? I actually have quite a bit of a list today. Um, so I wanted to do a reminder last week we did BOD live and we talked about hiring. So that was such a good conversation. A lot of members looking to sort of grow their staff first hires, uh, you know, and a lot of pros and cons and, uh, debating between hiring employees versus contractors. So that was last week. It was and, a good conversation, yeah. right? Lots of different strategies for how to tackle that problem of needing extra sets of hands. So that was really good. Yeah. So that recording will be available until our next BOD live on April 13th, where we're going to be talking about commercial projects. But along the same lines of hiring, we also uh, today launched our latest um, Mo BOD episode exclusive to members. And that's talking with three of our members about managing staff. So Regardless of where you're at, whether you're looking to hire or um, grow the team you have, manage the team you have, uh, this you know, lots of member content on that topic. Cheryl, have we done one on managing your your employer, managing your boss? <laughs> Cheryl's the expert at managing the boss. No, well, we haven't done a dedicated episode on that. We at a past retreat we talked about that. Um, we sort of coined the term "delegating up." 
which is something that I say I do a lot. Yes, you do. I leave a meeting with Cheryl and I like got all these things to do and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that is part of it. You know what? We should do a, a members only topic about that. Cause it was a really good one. When you do find those right staff members that you can pass off larger tasks, more big picture items versus individual, you know, these three items are yours, an entire task project, whatever it is, gets past the employees. And then we sort of delegate back to you what it is we need from you to do our job. Cause obviously not everything's off your plate, but you know, we sort of help you or delegate back to you those tasks that we need from you in order for us to fulfill on the larger project. That's when you know you've really got a great team when you can really hand things over and know that it's all getting done. And if you're required, it's for specific tasks, which are usually pretty easily easy to accomplish. So anyway, yeah, I I love the delegating up that that's amazing. But that was a topic that we had covered at a past retreat. And our next retreat is actually coming up so soon, so soon um, at the end of April. So we do have a couple spots left. If you are interested in joining us, please reach out. We'd love for you to join us. It is now thoroughly and fully booked and complete. And I'm so excited. I always end up down these rabbit holes as I'm trying to create new lessons for the retreat. I end up down these rabbit holes, which are so helpful to me and my business. So uh, very excited about what's planned in terms of learning and the concrete takeaways that uh, everyone's going to have. And then of course, so excited about some of the fun events we have planned as well. Yeah. Well, it's been exciting hearing about them. I know it's always hard to narrow it down because there's so many things that you guys want to do, but, um, before and after the retreat, you're also really busy with boss. So, uh, you're joining our first boss group in Dallas before the retreat. And then when you get back from the retreat on May 4th, we're going to do a webinar. We've started getting so many questions about boss. We think it's time to do another one. So anybody who's interested can join us, learn all about what boss is and what the commitment is. And we can go over some of those highlights. I'm very excited to see some of the applications come in names that we recognize people that we know who run very strong, successful businesses, a couple of applications from people who are fairly new. uh, And that's kind of exciting too. It's, It's really not about time in the game. It's about drive, commitment, and a willingness to do what it takes to get to the next level fast. So you bring your whole group up. So it's uh, it's been exciting to watch this first group kind of coalesce, and I'm looking forward to spending time with them in Dallas for sure. So if you're thinking of being a boss member, ooh, what is the date? May 4th? May 4th, we're going to do that. So we'll get details on the website and you can register to join us on that date. If you just want to listen in, or if you have questions that you want to come and ask us and have that conversation. And those are free events open to everyone. You do not have to be a member. We'd love to have you there. Ask your questions. Yeah. Yes. So it's just, it's informational. Anybody who's interested, I know we've got a lot of, you know, legacy members as we call them, they're not really active with us at the moment, but they've been members for, for years and join our retreats and and all that. So, um, please join us, uh, details on the website as usual. So much to look forward to Cheryl. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's going to be a busy couple months, but I'm looking forward to seeing some members face to face. Yeah. And good luck catching up by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Take care. 
And now a quick word from our sponsor, Build Lane. You know I love these guys. This episode of your favorite podcast, Business of Design, is brought to you by our friends at Build Lane. Build Lane is an amazing app that allows you, the hardworking interior design professional, to produce quality custom furniture from the comfort of your own office. It sounds easy because it is easy. Yes, you may have heard me speak about Build Lane before. It has been an amazing experience to work with them. So we were really happy when they decided to return as an exclusive sponsor of Business of Design podcast. There are a number of reasons I love working with Build Lane, including the fact that the lead times are short, they remind me to pay attention to the details, and they produce quality custom furniture my clients will love while still allowing me to be profitable. That's important to me in my business, and I know it's important to you as well. Right now, you can get yourself a free account at Build Lane and you'll be immediately eligible to take $250 off your first purchase. Not bad. What are you waiting for? Go to businessofdesign.com and click on the Build Lane ad or go directly to buildlane.com backslash B-O-D. You'll be glad you did. And thank you, Build Lane, for your continued support of Business of Design and the important work we do here and for servicing this incredible community of hardworking professional interior designers. And now, back to the show. Yes, back to the show. And thank you, Build Lane. You know, I've used them. Uh, I always report back to my group, by the way. I've used them in Canada and the U.S. now, and I've been very, very happy with the results. So I'm happy to see that they're doing great. And I'm happy to see you're doing great as well. Some of you I'll see at the retreat. Our boss group, I will see you in Dallas. And let's get into the show now. Allison Andrew Harris, Expect Delays. Super glad you're here. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Um, Well, so fun. I'm so excited to meet you. I've been listening to you. Um, And I I work with a few of designers that are part of um, Business of Design, Lori Steves from Simply Home and and then I hosted a business of design event that Lori put on at my Strathcona store maybe three years ago. Oh. And it was a coffee tea. Anyway, so um, I've known about you lots. And then now I now I can't believe I'm listening to a lot of your podcasts. And I work with a lot of brand new designers. And I literally am like a salesperson for you now. I'm like, you need to go on to business of design and listen and do some of the um, courses they offer because brilliant, brilliant mentorship. So good. Well, I'm so happy you're on today to talk about what, what is a, an amazing time to be an interior design professional, amazing time to sell furniture too, right? 
it is kind of crazy, is it, it not? It's like the golden age. And like all good things, there's another side to it. And so we're going to talk a little bit about supply chain issues and just break it down for people because I think sometimes I know I'm busy rushing and I'm disappointed when something doesn't arrive. And somehow I think it's the supplier I made the purchase from who's got the problem. But in fact, it could be backed up you know, three steps behind that person. So first tell everybody what you do, uh, Allison, and then tell them, let's talk about supply chain issues real quickly. Awesome. Okay, well, I'm Allison Andrew Harris. I am the director of the designer and trade division of CF Interiors. My dad started Country Furniture 45 years ago, so I've been doing this for far too long. And uh, I'm very lucky. I just deal with you beautiful interior designers. I don't deal with the retail anymore. And I run the company with my two brothers. One brother does the retail. One brother does the financial side of the business because I do not like numbers. I am the creative side of the business. And um, yeah. And so supply and demand issues right now. Oh my goodness. I probably would say over the last two years that tracking orders has been our worst nightmare. And we now have a team of order management uh, team members. That's all they do is track orders for interior designers. And then they give, we create a spreadsheet for you designers that you can look at anytime you want. And it has an update of every single item because vendors are so overwhelmed with delays that they have openly admitted, we're not even letting you know. We don't have the capacity to let you know. So we have to reach out going, is this order on track? And we know that probably nine out of 10 times it is not on track, it is delayed, but we have no um, acknowledgement that it's delayed. So now we're being proactive. And that's probably one of the biggest changes in our company is just being proactive, finding out the information so we communicate you to, to you designers and you can communicate to your clients. Well, and that's in a nutshell, that's what we have to do to who, right? So I say to my clients, this is the estimated delivery date. I would be willing to bet you a million dollars right now. It won't come in on this time, on this date. So it's the wild west. I'm promising nothing. And if you're, if you want this in time for Christmas, I don't know, maybe, who knows? It's anybody's guess, right? I'm, I'm just, I can't, I can't know more than the supplier, the vendor, right? And I'm hearing stories of things like, you know, a tiny, a tiny thing like we don't have any twine and a poultry shop runs out of twine. That seems simple enough. Go get some twine. They can't find twine. It's back ordered. And they have 79 sofas ready to go, except for they can't hand tie the springs. Right? And so... Yeah. And then when they finally get it all ready, it goes on some container truck and that's, or, you know, container ship and that gets stuck, you know, in the, on the ocean. So it's all across the board. The bottom line is just be proactive and tell your clients expect, expect, expect delays. Exactly. And we really, I think, you know, there's a whole re-education now clients that, you know, you know, keep their designer in their life when it comes to furniture. Often they finish the reno and they're like, okay, it's time for furniture. Wait, furniture's taking six, seven, eight months. Oopsies. You know, the days are gone that you can get beautiful manufactured goods in four to six weeks. No. So planning ahead. And now these designers, they're doing furniture package planning a year in advance. 
And clients often think they're crazy. Like, why are we planning this so far in advance? Oh, okay, yeah, you want everything chosen, picked, ordered, and then we consolidate. And then you have this beautiful installation when your home is ready. And then you're a happy client if you plan it well. Yeah, business of design members will know that we we always present the furniture at the same time as we present the home, the build, whether it's a brand new house or a remodel, we present the furniture up front because clients need to know about the budget. Otherwise, they overspend on the house and then they, you know, want you to head down to the local Leon's and buy the furniture and you don't want to do that. So exactly, exactly. We do not want clients ruining your projects by trying to do furniture themselves or having to get quick ship imported product that just doesn't, you know, is, it doesn't lend itself to a beautiful ending in a project and then getting beautiful photography that you want and I want to share exactly. on social media. So, yeah. What are some of the things we can do to help ourselves when it comes time to order furniture? In other words, we find a great supplier like you, Allison, and we need sofas, chairs, and tables, et cetera. What can we do to give you all the information you need to help us fulfill on our long list of things to buy? Well, one of the things that we start out is we always, we call ourselves, you know, furniture encyclopedias, sourcing machines, and we can find you anything in three minutes that might take you an hour of trying to hunt it on the internet. And we need to read your mind. A photo speaks a thousand words. So we always say, send us a photo of of what you have in your mind, a budget, what's the realistic budget and the timeline. And then we call it soft training our designers on all our vendors. We have 300 vendors. We are like a furniture broker, all under one umbrella. And we know the vendors like the back of our hand. And we don't want you designers having to search through our 300 vendors. It's too much. So we just require your mood board, your concept, your budget line by line, Um, ballpark and then of course a timeline when do you need it by and then we just start to send you pics and alternatives and often if designers screenshot from some of the beautiful Instagram accounts out there that these designers have created they have e-com stores they are private labeling a lot of product lots of times that's what their clients are are looking they want that look that image and we say send us a photo and usually it's our item that we order from the exact same place and we land it into canada at way less money and way less headache so we just need to give you more information it's not enough i mean i think a lot of designers work too hard because they don't use the suppliers a hundred percent and a lot of designers now are like I'm never ordering from anyone else again, but I really like this brand out of New York. Can you reach out to them? I'm like, yeah, let me reach out to them and see if I can get a stocking dealer account. And there's so many benefits to zeroing in on what we call our A-team of suppliers, right? Because you develop a relationship, you get to know what I like and what I hate. And I say, I'm looking for something like this. And you know, oh, don't send her anything that looks like the following. She'll hate it. This is what she likes. It's kind of how we are with clients, right? I kind of enter my client's brains and I know exactly when I'm sourcing, she's going to love this. She's going to hate that. Um, And that's what we can benefit from that by getting to know our suppliers and giving suppliers a lot of business. Giving, Giving that one supplier a lot of business is a big benefit to me as well. Exactly. Absolutely. And I think, um, 
you nailed it on the head with, I think my sales teams know their designers so well that it's so easy now for us to take on a project from you and read your mind, know your budget, know the quality you want to offer your clients and be able to beautifully give you a long laundry list full of furniture that you get to, you know, this is perfect. You nailed it. This makes my job so much easier to present to clients. So again, we do take away a ton of time, headaches, energy, stress off you your designer, you designer's plate because um, we just make it easy for you. I like that idea. Um, what can we do to get at what is in stock in your hands? What can I have tomorrow? Because we're finding even our best suppliers are giving us inaccurate information about what's in stock. Like we just feel like it's been a bait and switch game and we're starting to lose our patience. Not so much with furniture as tile, lighting, we, we've had some trouble, you know, it's like, we only want to look at this if it's in stock right now and we can send a truck tomorrow. Yes, it's in stock. Here's the order. Oh, now it's not going to be here until April. Mm. What happened to in stock? And here you go. <laughs> well, you know, I think one of the things we have, um, a lot of designers love the fact that, you know, our buying power is big and we are becoming some of the U.S. lighting vendor um, biggest accounts. So for us, they send trucks quick to CF interiors rather than if you're an independent designer, we all know that if your lighting is like the last load on the truck. So there's a reason to purchase from a third party buyer. That's one reason to purchase from a third party buyer rather than going wholesale all the time. Of course, it makes sense. I've always thought you need to have a mix of resources. You don't want all your eggs in one basket. But yeah, most of the best vendors have live inventory. That makes our life a little easier, but often we have to, uh, you're going to give us a timeline. When do you need this lighting by? And we're going to say, oh, Kimberly, I'm sorry. It's all out of stock, not an option. Um, Mm-hmm. And so we just manage all those orders really well. And, and we have this order management team that helps you designers so much with making sure that items are in stock and actually reserving the inventory quickly and getting it. It seems to me too, the closer your relationship is, the more likely you're going to get accurate information that you can rely on. Yeah, we're fighting a lot of battles on behalf of our designers who typically used to do it themselves and didn't win. Now we kind of win. And it often they'll involve me, the, the owner, to lay down the hammer saying, okay, we have a project. We need that lighting released right away. And I'll come sometimes come in and go, if you want us to continue ordering our volume, you better release that you know, order because it's going to make me look bad for that designer who loves us and does all their ordering from us. So... Um, okay, so how long, so I'm looking to your crystal ball now. How long is the golden age of being an interior designer going to last? How many years do we have to enjoy this kind of fantastic moment? Yeah, you know what? I think we're in this for a long haul. I think that, you know, COVID has changed our world and the value of home has changed so significantly that I don't think that's going away for a very long time. And they do forecast, you know, I think in the States, like 175 million home offices are now being installed that 
you are at home. Everybody can work from home and live from home. So I think you interior designers are in it for the long haul. I think this is an industry that you will see um, increased business for, I would say, at least the next 10 years. Oh my goodness. I love that idea. So, And that's good news, of course, for CF Interiors as well. It is remarkable, remarkable, because we've been doing this a long time and it's a hard business. I mean, we all know furniture, you know, if you've ever ordered furniture direct, there's not a lot of margin in it. It costs a lot of money to land it. And with our, you know, trade division, we give really good discounts to designers. Our margins are even smaller, but now we have the logistics, we have the warehousing, we have the delivery trucks, we have the order power. We are now giving designers the opportunity to make those low margins themselves. Yeah. And it's just becoming a, another revenue stream for you designers to start to convince clients to keep you designers in their life to do furniture. And I, I do think that's a little bit lost out there. There's a lot of clients when it comes to furniture, they think, oh, We don't need our designer. We know what we want. And I'm like, no, keep your designer (laughs) in your life. They save marriages. They save you time, stress, and your project actually looks good. And you're so much happier with your home when you keep that designer, that professional in your life. So you're a great advocate for the industry. Yeah, uh, really, truly. You know, we like to end every episode with design intervention. What? Just a great piece of advice. What comes to mind? Well, I mean, I do say to a lot of friends, you know, hire a designer. They still reach out to me. They still say, oh, no, can we just have you help us? I'm like, no, I don't have the time to hold your hand. And uh, so I do think keeping a designer in your life, hiring a designer, furniture, purchasing is the hardest consumer decision you'll make in your life. It's easier to buy a wedding dress, a car, a cabin, a house, but Furniture's too hard. There's too many price ranges and quality. And um, and so I really think that that is the best advice is, is have a designer in your life. Well, everybody listening would totally agree with that. And I guess uh, if we turn it around, we I guess we'd say um, it's our responsibility then to educate our clients why they need us. We need to do a better job of letting clients know why they need us. What can go wrong if we're not in the mix? Yeah, I think that's a lot of our marketing now is we still have a retail division, but a lot of my voice to the retail are that, you know, if you want to get a will done, you're going to hire a lawyer. If you want to get your home done, hire a professional. Don't come in and don't give your husband or your wife a terrible experience of furniture shopping and test driving and trying to decide it's overwhelming. And so do yourself a favor Spend your time hiking and skiing and biking, not hours and hours furniture shopping. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. I hope uh, it continues to be wildly successful and you get the tracking under control. That would be that would be a nice piece of it. Yeah, we do think that the ETAs are going to improve. A lot of companies have put the infrastructure in. They've hired more people, made bigger factories. So I do think that's improving. Thank you so much, Kimberly. I'm a huge fan of yours. This was so much fun. Yay. I can't wait to come to Vancouver again. It's been forever. I need a trip out. 
please do. I will host you. I will host you in the store. We could do, we could organize a long table with a bunch of the designers in the city that love you. All right. Don't invite me twice. I'm there. Not only, not only with that, that's fun, but there's also a great wine country where you are. So I mean, so many sure to visit. <laughs> and I love wine. So I will, uh, I have lots of recommendations for Yay. you. Yay. Okay, good. Yay. Thanks, Allison. Thanks so much, Kimberly. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today. <laughs>